Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm James Courtney. Tony Delberto. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Revell. V8 drivers take on the mountain in sports cars. 12 hour gives us an opportunity to get back into race mode before we get into V8 supercar world. V8 supercars confirms a 25 car grid and Nissan is ready for a big year. For us, the integration of Nissan has been fantastic. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Here's the news brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. Check out the entire range today at www.nobrac.com.au. Russell Ingall has confirmed that he'll be driving the Repair Management Australia Commodore with support from Holden and JB Galvanising at Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport. The alleged 49-year-old will start his 19th season and told Fox Sports that although last year was advertised as his last... He never thought it would be. Everyone else was telling me I was retiring, except for me. Uh, that is definitely not the case, and, and I said that all along, especially towards the end of last year. Um, and I always said, if a good opportunity came up in a full-time drive, I'll grab it. It's come up thanks to Lucas, and, uh, mate, I've grabbed it. On Wednesday the 12th of February, HRT will launch their livery at Bathurst. Garth Tander and James Courtney both going to be in attendance, while the team... It'll also name its full driver lineup for the Pertec Endurance Cup. V8 Supercars have confirmed a 25-car grid for this season. Three racing entitlement contracts, that of Tony D'Alberto Racing, Triple F Racing and Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport, did not meet the deadline to enter this year's championship. This has resulted in five left Commodores on the grid, as Gary Rogers will be fielding the two S60 Volvos this year. Craig Lowndes has been named as the ambassador for the Formula One Grand Prix. He said that he's looking forward to returning to the Albert Park circuit where they are racing in front of the world's motorsport elite. So, you know, we all want to win here. It's no doubt about that. Lowndes is also looking forward to driving the Ferrari with John Bow this weekend in the 12-hour. Racing with the Mar- Maranello uh, Ferrari uh, this year, which is going to be great. I'm going to actually drive with Bowie in the first time in, uh, I think, about 20 years. Um, and obviously Mika Salo and, uh, and, of course, uh, Peter Edwards. On this week's white flag lap, we hear from Rick Kelly who is confident that the aero changes on the Ultimas will help their high speed performance. Um, We're glad that we've been able to look into it further with with the category. Finally V8X magazine is on sale now with a Clipsal event preview and the history of the Clipsal 500 along with the V8 supercar races when it was the Adelaide Grand Prix as well as new Gary Rogers and what we missed with Ambrose moving to NASCAR whilst Wing Cup has dominated the series. It's on sale in stores online and check out the great new V8X app. 
you can search FedEx on Google Play or the Apple App Stores. On this week's Roundtable, Tony Shebecki and Peter Norton will look at the build-up to the test day, the 12-hour and the Formula One launch, and a lot, lot more. That's the news on the V8 Insiders, brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. Check out the entire range at www.nobrac.com.au. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us for the first time in 2014 from SEN with On The Grid back in two weeks' time, it's Tony Shebecki. Hello, boys. Hello, everyone. Uh, G'day, Craig. I'm doing very well, as is Inside Motorsports, Peter Norton. Good evening, Peter. Hi there, Craig and Tony. Gee, it's good to be back. I'll tell you what, though, is interesting for me is a 25-car grid, Peter. That is something that uh, is a little bit different than we've seen in the previous years of V8 Supercars history. It is a little bit different, but uh, I think it could have been a whole lot worse. Uh, the, the field at 25 is still pretty strong compared to some categories around the world, absolutely. And I think we've still got... Uh, in my count, uh, I count nine cars that uh, on any given day could fight for a victory. Not just a podium, they're true contenders given uh, you know, the right circumstances. Um, and they're people that have won you know, last year. They've got runs on the board, so it's not just hypothetical. I think we've still got a pretty good field. What about you, Tony? Do you have any fears for a 25-car grid over a 28-car grid? No, look, I think it's still a fairly strong 25-car grid. I think the three cars that are missing out were probably cars that, well, maybe weren't doing that well last year anyway. So I think we're going to have a solid 25-car grid. The interesting year, as you said, Pete, nine, I reckon there's probably 25 cars, I reckon, they can challenge for a win at some point throughout the year, especially since the Nissan boys had their first win last year as well. So we'll wait and see, but no, no, 25 cars should be... Uh, Mm. Now, the three wrecks that aren't back there are Tony D'Alberto, the Fioris at Triple F Racing, and one Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport entry. Of course, interestingly, Tony, it's Russell Ingle who's going to be in the Lucas Dumbrell car that is still remaining on the grid. Yeah, of course. Announced earlier in the week, uh, Russell was... He sounded pretty disappointed, actually, that everyone had written him off, but... uh, the funny thing was, I thought it was Russell Ingall's last stand named by him and the team last year. So it's quite surprising that he uh, didn't seem to want to go along with that. Uh, opportunity came for him to drive for Lucas Dumbrell, and he's going to do that, and he'll do it well. The option also for Lucas Dumbrell is that if the team go better this year, that they can bring in a uh, second car again next year, go back to a two-car two team. But at the moment, one car, I think, probably suits the, uh, the small team and gives them an opportunity to uh, work their way back into the field. 
Peter, what's your take on this whole uh, Russell Ingle uh, retirement? Uh, it's not a comeback because you can't come back if you uh, didn't miss a race. But obviously, uh, well, I did an interview with him at Clipsal last year where he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get itchy feet halfway through the season, but this is it. Yeah, it's a, it is a funny one. I think that uh, uh, throughout last year he thought were closing and he's managed to prize one open uh, and, of course, he would prefer to still be out there. Uh, now, it's an interesting team because on paper... They should be pretty strong. They've got access to the, the, the good Triple Eight equipment. Um, you know, Russell knows how to drive these things, although some would say that he's, he's lost that uh, edge of uh, when he won championships and Bathursts. Uh, but recent history tells us that that team, they just find different ways to underperform. And you know, despite access to the right equipment, there's questions about you know, their ability to... You know, really get the right equipment, you know, whether it's a lack of resources or something like that, uh, and they don't have a triple track record. So I would have to say I think it's a mistake for Russell to go there. What about you, Tony? Do you think it's a mistake at all? Oh, no, look, I don't think it is. I think he's still got the ability to drive. I think he's still a very good driver. Uh, obviously, you know, it's a younger man's sport at the moment. He probably will struggle to compete as well as you'd think he'd like to, but I think with the experience he brings into the team, I think that can be a massive advantage for Lucas Dumbbell Motorsport and hopefully that they can set up the team, pick his brains about all the experience. I mean, he's been, what is 18 years for that supercar? So, I mean, that's uh, a lot of experience and a lot of talent there. He can, if he can pass that on to uh, the team and hopefully they can learn some knowledge from that, then it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I think I, I do have to give that team a, a little bit of credit because they had a very good run at Bathurst. They, they can... Uh, create a little bit of magic on, on, a, on a good day. And, of course, Bathurst and you know, the longer races is where Ingle uh, can perform much better because there's less emphasis on the qualifying. But uh, there's an awful lot of races in places other than Bathurst across the year. Mm. And, of course, what we're going to see is an interesting situation where FPR with three cars and the only other single cars are now triple eight back teams in the VIP Pet Foods Techno entry and, of course, Lucas Dumbrell. So now it's a, going to be a situation. Do you pair the two Holdens together on the pit booms and allow FPR to have a free pit boom, or do we have a, a hodgepodge with the, the last car on the pit lane being the only single-car pit boom? Yeah, Craig, I think that uh, for Ford Performance Racing... They'll have the advantage of, uh, they've got their two Pepsi Max cars. Um, they will also have the Jack Perkins car and the uh, David Reynolds car. Those together, I expect, of course, yeah. to have the uh, even number. I'm just trying to work out then. Oh, it's, of course, it's uh, Brad Jones Racing that's the odd number, isn't it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I picked the wrong team. Uh, Tony, uh, the, it does mean that uh, we do have... Uh, the smallest field we've had since before V8 Supercar started. Is that going to be something that is uh, V8 Supercar, you think, will want to reverse as quickly as possible, or do you think they're just going to play the market out? Oh, look, they wouldn't want it any longer than this year. They'd like to try and get another car or two. And the chances are, from my understanding, is there's still another manufacturer or two out there interested in coming on board. So you just never know where those uh, wreckies may end up in the hands of 
at the end of 2014. But I think they'd like to go back to maximum by the uh, start of next year for sure. Uh, of course, Peter, there's been a lot of speculation about the fact that Penske wants to come in, and uh, this opens the door in some ways to allow Peps, uh, to allow Penske in and uh, not have to have any of the current teams sacrifice their place on the grid. Yes, they've got all the options in front of them, and uh, they can pick and choose as they want. Uh, I suspect that the re- remaining teams would prefer to keep it at 25, because with the more modest level of profits... Mm. They don't have to share it so many ways. Um, and it also means that uh, with a more compact field, some of the overseas trips could be a little bit cheaper to, uh, to fund. Um, you've got three less cars to have to uh, you know, ship over to the US or the Middle East or wherever it might be that they, they head to uh, again. Um, 25 has some good financial benefits, provided you can show. Mm. But then, of course, the question becomes, 25 cars at Bathurst, is uh, perhaps perhaps you don't notice it. Perhaps it's not quite enough, Tony. Yeah, look, there may be the opportunity for a wildcard entry or two. I think last year's wildcard entry with the two European boys was so successful that we may have the same situation where we may have another one or two cars to try up that good little bit more for Bathurst. I think that's uh, an opportunity there. But uh, look, I think for the remainder of the season, 25 is not a bad number. Mm. All right. Of the new guys coming into the uh, series, and most of them are returning to the series, uh, with the exception of uh, Percat, who do you think is going to be able to make the best fist of it, and who do you think we'll see furthest up the grid, Tony? Yeah, it's a couple. There's some good talent coming into V8 Supercars in here, which is better. I'd love to see Jack Perkin, a mate of mine. I'd love to see him make, his fist, uh, make a good fist of it. He's got some good gear with him. We've got uh, FPR car. So, yeah, let's just... I'll put my money on Jack Bergen being the best of the uh, 2014 uh, recruits. Peter, what about you? Um, I have to agree. Uh, he's had the, the experience, and perhaps he was a, uh, a little bit uh, young when he had that uh, experience previously. Uh, he's his eye in with the uh, development series and, and other things. I, I expect some good things from him. Uh, I think that they're all maturing to, to the right spot. And, of course, he's landed in a team that's definitely got some good credentials. Um, yeah, let's hope the magic comes together. Mm. We need to take a break on the Van Insiders. We'll be back with plenty more when we return. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Tony Shebeki from SEN and Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport. Joining me, Craig Ravel. And uh, I guess this weekend, the Bathurst 12-hour is quite an exciting way to start the season. The drivers get a bit of time in the race car on the mountain that's been newly repaved. And, and they're definitely driving some interesting automobiles, Tony. Yeah, I just don't know whether you can relate anything that you might do this weekend at Bathurst in one of these cars to something that you might do in a V8 supercar in October. I think they're two totally different cars. 
the good thing is you get the opportunity to drive around Bathurst, and I suppose most of the guys are looking forward to that and gets an opportunity for them also just to get their eye in. Uh, I mean, getting behind a steering wheel, changing gears, doing all that sort of stuff, getting ready for the big test day in two weeks' time, and then obviously just only three to one go to Clipsal. So uh, I think, yeah, just the guys have a bit of a run out and a bit of a hit. It's all like a practice match for an AFL footballer or an NRL player or so. Yeah, just to get to blow the wind out of you, it would be good. And being a race, Peter, of course, it's a lot more serious than a test day. Yes, it is. I think Will Davison is the one that will get the, the best advantage out of uh, the, the, the practice game, so to speak, uh, because he gets to uh, interact with his new team, the, the Erebus team, uh, in race conditions and you know, go through all of the ups and downs of a race weekend. And I think that will help him settle into that new team and the new culture uh, that uh, you know, if he otherwise just had to turn up at Adelaide, uh, would be a very different kettle of fish. Mm. Of course, <laughs> I'm quite astounded. HRT are going to launch their livery on Wednesday at Bathurst. Tony, uh, you know how this media game and media cycle works. Yes, Wednesday's a slow day for the media cycle, but if you've got a whole bunch of race fans at the mountain and all the motorsport media and a lot of international media as well, wouldn't you be doing it on the weekend when the media's already there? That's a fair call, Craig. But, look, I think, obviously, they don't want to take too much away from the, the Bathurst 12-hour itself. It's a great race uh, in itself, and I just don't think they want to hijack it. So probably Wednesday, not a bad idea. It means that they've got the whole uh, event, to, the whole day to themselves, and the news cycle on Thursday in regards to motor racing to themselves before the cars hit the mountain for serious practice on Friday. I have to... Um have to also say Formula One, obviously the race in Melbourne, Peter. Oh, Peter, I should get your take. Um, yeah, it, it is one of those weird ones. Um, yes, it, there's an opportunity that they could have perhaps done it um, during the 12-hour race weekend, but it, it's the wrong product. It's the wrong market. Um, it, it doesn't fit particularly well, but as you point out, it had the advantage that the media already there. Um, Yes, it's the challenge that they've got, having a launch that is a couple of hour drive from Sydney, so that you're not going to get the casual journalist popping in for a look. But, hey, they'll have their press release and their little kit full of photos, and they'll still get the breakthrough. I think that the key for them is the very iconic backgrounds that they can have uh, for, the, for the photographs of the launch. I wonder also, boys, whether there's an opportunity for to actually uh, drive the new car around Bathurst for some photos and the like, and that could be a chance for them to uh, to have done it early as well. Yeah, yeah. but once again, uh, I'm sure the 12-hour organisers wouldn't have knocked back the opportunity to have them do the launch during the race weekend. It, uh, it's another, another way to get the fans involved in it, and uh, HRT would bring a, a sizable amount of uh, additional punters just wanting to see the car on a on a Friday or a Saturday of the race weekend. Hey, here's an idea that's from left field. Uh, in future, have the V8 test day on the Saturday of the 12-hour race. Ooh. We'll move, nice, I like that. We'll move on from that one, but if it happens, then Peter Norton earns, uh, needs to earn a few bucks from it. Uh, <laughs> right. The F1 launch last week. Uh, interesting to see how much the uh, V8 supercars are playing in the marketing of the event locally. And 
obviously with Channel 10 getting the rights to V8 Supercars next year, Tony, uh, importantly, this race could become a championship round. We have to temper that by last time 10 had the rights to both. F1 wouldn't let them make it a championship round. And we also must remember what happened in Abu Dhabi two years ago in regards to the treatment that the V8 got when that the F1 weekend. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Obviously, the opportunity is there. It'll be fantastic to see. As part of the championship, they've got their own garages. It's all set up for that to happen. It's just a matter of whether Bernie allows it to happen. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Uh, nothing will be confirmed until it actually is announced that it will. You know, that's what they want to do. Peter? Are you a person in the camp that it has to be around to give it enough credibility for uh, the advertising? I would like to see it as a round of the championship. Um, It it gives them something really to to fight for um, and create the the fan interest. And I think the the boldest and perhaps smartest thing the V8s did was a few years ago where they played chicken with the Formula One organisers and they didn't turn up one year. And they've got real statistics about how that hurt the crowd numbers. And that gives them the negotiating, negotiating position to uh, try to get what they need. And you know, I think that was the catalyst for, as, uh, as was mentioned, the, the separate pit lane and uh, you know, having the proper access. And I think there's a whole lot of merchandising rights that, uh, uh, that came out of it as well. Um, it laid the foundation that I think the championship uh, uh, can happen. Uh, and hopefully it would avoid the uh, the situation from Abu Dhabi because that was really quite embarrassing. Look, three different formats this year, if we ignore the non-championship race format, which hasn't been announced yet, but you'd have to figure on three to four races across the course of three days of racing. Tony, which do you... Well, do you think we should have a champion in each format? We have an overall champion. We have a per cup per tech endurance cup winner but should we have a super street winner and a super sprint winner as well oh look they can do whatever they like to make it more interesting i suppose at the end of the day there's only one champion isn't there you can win the per tech cup you can win everything but it doesn't mean that you actually the v8 supercar champion but at the end of the day that's what people look at so no matter how tro- many trophies you pick up throughout the year you're just going to make sure you've got enough points to have the big one at the end uh, at the end of uh, november early december that's what everyone goes for, and I think that's all that anyone really matters. Being the Kurt Perk Tech Endurance Cup winner, Warren Luff didn't gain any benefit out of it. Peter? No, I think it really is. Uh, it's useful as a talking point. It's useful for just analysis about who was strong where, but the drivers focus on uh, two trophies, really, for the year, and that's Bathurst and the overall championship. Guys, Pleasure to catch up with you both. Looking forward to seeing you at the Sydney Motorsport Park for the official Sydney Test Day. It's, uh, of course, free entry, which is something that all the media like, even if uh, they don't normally have to pay anyway. But, uh, Tony, I should give you the gratuitous plug now because on the grid, the 2013 most, uh, well, best radio slash podcast program will be returning after, the day after the Sydney Test. Yeah, it makes it really hard now for 2014, doesn't it, to make sure that I keep up that quality for the entire year. But uh, some really good judges voted for that last year and, of course, picked the, made the right decision. So we'll hope we don't let everyone down 2014. Craig, it'll be a big year. Lots of talking points, I'm sure, and look forward to covering them all. 
Well, we look forward to having you back on the show throughout 2014, as we do. Peter Norton, thanks for your time. Uh, you're welcome. It's uh, always fun. Hello, White Flag Lap is up next here on the V8 Insiders, where Rick Kelly talks about Nissan's preparations for 2014. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, brought to you by Munro Shock Absorbers, Rick Kelly talked to us about how the team's preparing for its second year with Nissan. Stability is a critical thing in motorsport, and you've, you've had a couple of changes, but the core and the matrix of your team is remaining from 2013 and on into 2014. Yeah, we've got great stability with in our team now, and um, that is an important part, as you mentioned. There's always a small amount of change um, one season to the next and in V8 supercars that's largely unavoidable and you know with the changes the small changes that we have made within our team it's um it's all for the better for us so we're we're quite excited about that we're really knuckling down on a a very good um organizational platform which is allowing us to you know to be a little bit more productive and and um, manage things a little bit a little bit better from that point of view and you know from that that point of view we're, we're excited to head into a new championship everyone's on zero points right now and um, it's up to us to achieve, um, you know, great results this year through maximising the opportunity that we've got within front, you know, in front of us. And how do you see uh, the new manufacturer of Volvo coming into the series? You, you've got some idea of the uh, work they've got to do, but uh, they only have two cars where you were trying to get four cars up to the front of the field. Yeah, it's a very different time to bring in a manufacturer now compared to, to, to when we did. I mean, you know, Volvo ha- have now the opportunity to learn from um, the way we've implemented the Nissan and, and Erebus had implemented the Mercedes. And for, for the whole category, it was a very big learning process then. And, you know, things are a lot clearer now on how it needs to be done and how you go about it and they also haven't got the task of building you know um new chassis working out how to implement the car the future program they've already done that all they've got to really do is work out how to implement the volvo part of that so you know we, we would expect those guys to have some challenges this year um but certainly not not this, the lengthy list of challenges that we that we tend to the last year so look there's no point guessing how they're going to go um I, I think that they should shouldn't go too bad at all but certainly time will tell as to how um they've been able to bring volvo in and the challenges that they'll face how have you felt the integration with the Nissan Motor Company has been over what's probably been what almost a two-year journey now? A fairly long, long stint already. You know, times the times flown, and for us, the integration of Nissan is has been fantastic. They're only, you know, ten minutes up the road from our head office, and uh, we work with them on an hourly basis. And it's great to have a manufacturer involved in the sport and in our team in particular that has such interest in the sport is activating within the sport and you know within the v8 supercar rounds and and really pushing forward and working closely with us you know, it's something we've missed for you know a number of years now and to have that within our team and have that link worldwide with with racing and with a manufacturer and with the road car side of things is it's perfect it's been very good and we're very grateful for that opportunity to work with Nissan and particularly the team that you know is up the road in, in Downingong a great bunch of, of guys and girls that are just willing to get in and, and do the work and and um, you know 
achieve great things and for us to be a part of that is um, is a real privilege. And have you been happy with the the way that Supercars has looked at, at uh, working with you to fix the aero problems that you were experiencing throughout 2013? Yeah, I mean, we're, um, we're glad that we've been able to look into it further with, with the category and, um, and uh, you know, looked at making it uh, a little bit more. That was a, a big hindrance through the 2013 um, championship and for us we need to make sure that we uh, we don't have that heading, in, heading into 14 and we're a long way down the track of, uh, of executing that. That's all we have time for this week on the show as the Checker Flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders only on v8x.com.au